Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. This is the DNVR Buffs podcast, uh, presented by Illegal Pete's. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, you know what, before we get into the show today, uh, I do want to say that I think this is going to be a little bit shorter show. Um, it's kind of been a tough couple of days for a lot of us with everything that's been happening, uh, you know, with Kobe. Um I think that today we're mostly just going to talk about that. I was up in Boulder today uh, and had a chance to talk with a couple of the guys about uh, what what their relationship with Kobe is or was, um, how he uh, impacted them, and uh, what yesterday was like for them. Um, so I kind of want to just get through those conversations today because I do think it's important to get that side of things out, uh, especially with Col- or Colorado making the road trip to play the L.A. schools this weekend. And that was something uh, that, I mean, it, it it made guys pretty emotional to, to talk about. Um, sometimes you couldn't really tell if they had realized. I think there was one in particular where, you know, I said, you know, you're going to LA um, with all this happening. What's, what's that like? And I mean, the reaction kind of made it look like uh, he had not really put that together and it made him emotional. That's it's, it was, it was a tough day up in Boulder today. Um, I will say that, uh, practice was well, went well. It was high energy. Guys were into it. Um, so I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. But this is what, I mean, essentially every college basketball player is going to be going through this week and next week and who knows uh, what it's going to take for all this to die down. Um, but it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, something that we don't see often in sports, um, I mean, something of this magnitude, I don't know when the last time it's happened. Um, and so it is important to kind of recognize where this team is at emotionally because that, that does have a pretty significant impact on, you know, how practices go, how meetings go, how school is going, and then eventually what happens in the games. Um, you know, more than anything, just want to emphasize that it, it was kind of a tough day and, for people their age my age um it's a it's a really significant loss and it's it's been it's been it's been strange um before we dig a little bit deeper into that though 
Uh, I want to tell you more about Illegal Pete's and um, not just about Illegal Pete's, but something cool that... Oh, wait. Actually, we're not doing that at Illegal Pete's. Um, so I just want to tell you about Illegal Pete's. So Illegal Pete's is the... It's Denver's home for the best burritos, tacos, nachos, and anything in that category of food. Um, it's also offering DNVR an incredible deal. Uh, if you guys are going to any game or any concert, any sort of event, really, you can stop by Illegal Pete's before or after and uh, if you show them your ticket on the same day of the event, again, before or after, you can get a free beer or a free margarita with the purchase of a full-size entree. Uh, Legal Pete's has nine locations in Colorado, six are in Denver, two are in Boulder. They also have one in Fort Collins. So make sure that you swing by for delicious grub before or after any game or any event and grab your free beer or a margarita with the purchase of a full-sized entree. Now let's jump into the show. Okay, um, let's just run through some of these. Um, you know, talking to McKinley Wright, um, he was he was really affected. Um, when I was kind of like researching, what do I want to do today? I mean, you you know that everything that we're talking about today at practice is going to be pretty much just about Kobe. Like that's what today is for. It's kind of a weird week. I mean, it's a road week is what it is. And that means that we get the Monday media availability, get the Tuesday media availability. And then right after practice Wednesday, um, the team is heading out to California. So those are really our two opportunities to get whatever we need for the whole week. Um, it's not, it's not perfect, but there's really no way around that situation. Uh, that means that you kind of have to like load up on stuff. You don't have, I mean, typically like home weeks, you get two more opportunities. Um, but uh, today was seriously just a Kobe day, pretty much. Um, in my research leading up to it, um, I just searched the CU Buffs website for Kobe, uh, see what came up, see if there's any um, any ties. Um, you know, you can do like that site, cubuffs.com, um, Google search, or you just search the word Kobe. And one of the things that popped up was McKinley Wright's um, bio on the website because he, he he lists Kobe specifically as somebody who's been very influential. Most of these guys don't have anybody named. Um, so that just kind of goes to show what, what Ken thought of Kobe. Um, Ken had a tough day yesterday, uh, as you'd expect. He said that he was crying uh, with Tyler Bay, with uh, Evan Batty, Deshaun Schwartz. Uh, they struggled. Evan I didn't get a chance to talk to today, but he's from L.A. Um, I'd imagine that this is pretty tough for him as well. Um, you know, Ken said a lot of a lot of things. Um, a lot of things that we've heard about Kobe. You know, I, I think that... Ooh, there's a reason that people really liked Kobe, really um, respected Kobe, um, and uh, th- those were the themes, you know, Mamba mentality. Uh, that's something that Kin kept saying, and, you know, he has it. Like, you see him on the floor, you you can see that look that he gives, um, and that's where that comes from. He grew up watching Kobe. He said he, he didn't he didn't know if he'd even be here right now if it weren't for Kobe. Um, Kobe's the reason he started playing basketball. It's, it's been his inspiration all the way through. Um, 
his he said his bucket list was to just meet Kobe, um, to to get a picture with Kobe. Um, it, it was tough, and, and he was pretty emotional. He was very honest, though. Um, and it's a tough situation to to uh, be that way. Uh, on Twitter yesterday, you know, he was pretty loud saying, you know, how disappointed he was that this wasn't going to happen for him, that he, he wouldn't get a chance to meet Kobe. Um, that was a lot of it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think the, the line that stuck with me the most and will probably stick with me the, the longest is when he said, I lost my Superman which is just painful to hear from somebody like that. But, but again, that's, that's what it is. And that's what you expect from a basketball player, his age. Um, he did say he got a chance to see Kobe play a couple of times, including, uh, in his last season, he got to go to his last game ever, uh, against Minnesota in Minnesota. Um, so, so that's good. But, uh, you know, he, he was pretty affected, um, Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, to Eli. I talked to Eli Parquet today. Uh, where's number 24 for the Buffs? Uh, not not tough to guess why. Um, again, be, because, of, because of Kobe. Um, he also said that the reason he started playing basketball was because of Kobe. Because of... Um, but he's, I, I talked to him a little bit longer, and it was just me and him most of the way... Um, and he really dug into it. Uh, you you never really know what to expect, especially in these situations. Who's going to want to talk at all, even, and who will really open up? And Eli opened up. Um, they said, you know, that it doesn't help anybody to just keep this all inside. Um, and so he really walked me through his whole day yesterday. Um, and he struggled, as I think all of us struggled. Um, you know, before we get into that, let's, let's just say again, he, he, he picked number 24 because of Kobe. He started playing basketball and he was eight because of Kobe. Um, he, he grew up watching Kobe highlights, going out into the driveway with his brother, trying to work on Kobe's moves. Um, you know, <laughs> again, that's not a new story. That's, that's a story. That's the truth. Um, for a whole bunch of this kind of generation of basketball players, but to to hear it is it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Um, so that's kind of where he's coming from. And you know, yesterday he said he woke up, um, had some text messages, looked through those, saw you know people saying that Kobe had died. Uh, he looked it up, saw that it was TMZ that reported it, kind of held out some hope that it it wasn't real, that this was a mistake or, you know, whatever. Um, and then it gets confirmed, um, and that's kind of when things really set in for him. Again, he struggled uh, yesterday at around 2. So, so I'm pretty sure the news, I'd say it was like uh, around noon probably maybe 1230 that uh, Woj confirmed it. And then it was probably an hour before that, that TMZ broke the story. Um, 
so at, at two o'clock, probably two hours after um, the news broke, the Buffs have their Sunday uh, study hall. The entire team goes. They all do whatever they're doing. Um, and he said that it was pretty somber. Um, again, as as you'd expect it to be, um, th- none of these stories are really surprises. Uh, they're kind of what you'd expect the story to be, but still just hearing it, um, knowing that that's what they're going through, it's, it's tough. Um, so yeah, he, he gets through that, uh, goes home. He said he was just in tears all the way home. Um, he, he couldn't get on social media, um, because he, he just couldn't handle, uh, all, all of the talk about Kobe, all of the clips of him, him and his daughter, all that kind of stuff, which is, I it, 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 he had a point. Uh, he, he, he said he had trouble sleeping last night because of it. Ended up just watching a bunch of Kobe highlights, staying up pretty late. Um, and, and he was emotional again today. You know, I asked him, do you, do you feel like you're feeling better? It, has this kind of subsided? Do you feel like, are you less confused? And he said, I, I'm still honestly in shock. I still don't believe he's gone. It doesn't feel real. Um, so that's, that's kind of where Eli's at. Um, again, that was just kind of the tone of everything that was going on. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, and I'm going to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery and a cool thing that you can find on the Breckenridge events calendar at thednvr.com, which is a watch party this Thursday at Stoney's Uptown, which I think is actually only a few blocks from my apartment, if I'm remembering this right, uh, which one's which. But um, it's it's a Nuggets watch party. If, you know, if, if you're feeling the Kobe stuff the way some of us are, it's it's a good place to go hang out with basketball fans and other people are probably thinking through the same things that you're thinking through. Um, also, the Nuggets are playing a basketball game. I probably should know who they're playing. I'd guess it's an important game if we're doing a watch party. Uh, there's also another cool announcement that's going to come um, with our good friends at Breckenridge, which is pretty cool. And hopefully you'll all be there for that because it's going to be a blast, like always. Um also, there's the Buffs game Thursday night, I just realized. So maybe I won't be there. I don't know. I'll probably be there. I bet I bet we could turn on a TV. Um, or at least put it on my laptop. And I can tweet from my phone. I don't know. We'll find a way. It'll be a good time. But uh, yeah. Also, their beer is good. Shouldn't just promote them promoting us. But uh, yeah. Drink their beer as well. Um, I also would like to tell you about Bojo's because it is the best pizza that you're going to find in Colorado. The only place you're going to find a true Colorado mountain pie. It's locally owned. It's legendary. Unbelievably delicious. You just have to try it. The best part is if uh, you tell them that you heard of them through us or that you heard this ad, then you can get a free honey cheese bread with the purchase of an entree. Um, that's free food. Really can't beat that. Um, it's the only place you can find Colorado mountain pie. 
Um, they're hook you up with free honey cheese bread. Uh, it's a staple for all of us who live here. And even if you're just passing through, it's, it's the one pizza spot that you really should check out. They, they make their dough fresh every day. They've put locally sourced honey in it. Um, it's, it's to die for. They have pretty much uh, something for everyone. They have large, delicious mountain pies. They'll feed the entire family. They have a salad bar. They have Colorado beers, including Breckenridge beers. Um, plus, they'll have your favorite sports team play in the background. They also have uh, private party rooms. So if you have like a birthday party or a big business event, you can use one of those. They're $4 happy hours in select locations. They have gluten-free, plant-based options, all that kind of stuff. Uh, go to the nearest entre- or to the nearest location, grab an entree, and get your free honey cheese bread when you mention DNVR. Just check out their site today at bojos.com. That's B-E-A-U-J-O-S.com. And tell them who sent you. Okay. Um, so those are the things that we heard about Kobe today. Um, thought I should probably pass those along. Okay. Um... I have some of my own thoughts on this too um, that are relevant to some of the things we talk about here. Um, so I'm going to talk about those. Um, one of the things that I think may be an underrated part of who Kobe was, especially over the last few years, is um, you know pe- people may not realize how important he was to women's sports. You know, when we talk about the Buffs women's basketball team, talk about the soccer team, talk about uh, all, all the things that are going with the Buffs on the women's side of the athletics department, um, he, he really was spearheading something special um, that I think was about to get a lot more attention and was, you know, starting to get some attention um, late in his life. Uh, if, if you think back to when Visca was sitting courtside with Kobe and Gianna about a month ago, um, uh, Kobe was wearing a WNBA hoodie. You know, there was that kind of stuff. He was always there. He was always taking Gianna to like the NCAA semifinals. I know he was out there. They're close with Sabrina Ionescu and this Oregon team. Um, the, the UConn team, they were very close with as well. The Women's World Cup, they were there. All that kind of stuff. Um very active in promoting women's sports. Um, and honestly, the best ambassador, I think, around uh, in terms of promoting women's sports just because he is the icon that he is. And he, you know, a, a few days ago, for example, he was he told ESPN that he thought that there were three players in the WNBA, and I can't remember which ones off the top of my head they were, but he said that he thought that there were three WNBA players right now who could suit up and compete at the NBA level. What makes that unique is that Kobe wouldn't say anything that he didn't think was true. You know, that's like so much of what he was is just being blunt, straightforward, whether it was you need to do better, I'm the greatest to ever live, all this kind of stuff that was just so forward, so direct, and never stretching the boundaries. It, all facts. Um, I started reading his book last night, and it was actually really good. It got like a third of the way through. And it's that same thing. It's just that same tone. All just matter of fact, straight fact. And 
having somebody like him say that is so valuable. Um, because if it's somebody else, if it's, um, you know, Shannon Sharp, or if it's Charles Barkley, or, you know, these these guys who, you know, I, I respect their opinions, all that kind of stuff. When they say something like that, you say, okay, but you also said this, 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 you know, they're that talking head type. Um, whereas Kobe's whole brand was being straight to the point, doing things the right way, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that was kind of the approach that he was taking to women's sports. Um, and he was a much needed voice in that area. Uh, his, his work with Gianna and that, uh, AAU team that he coached was very well documented. Um, constantly all over like sports centers, Instagram and that kind of stuff. Um, you guys all saw it, but what's really interesting about that dynamic, and as somebody who kind of followed along with that, you know, you guys know me, I follow women's sports, I think it's important to do that, Gianna was seen as this next great women's basketball player, you know, it was going to be Sabrina Ionescu, Who's, who takes over the league here next season and and takes it to new heights because she is more marketable than past stars, in, in part because ESPN has put in a much better effort at marketing her. Um, they, they hold the rights to the WNBA, by the way. You, you see Sabrina Ionescu around. You see them on the Instagram account. You see every interaction with Kobe, every interaction with Steph, every interaction with all these different things, and they treat her like that sort of star so that when she makes it to the next level, when she makes it to the WNBA, they can use her stardom to pull in viewers that typically wouldn't watch any of the WNBA at all. Um at least that's what I've been seeing from the outside, and that's what I expect to see going forward. Next up was supposed to be Gianna. Uh, in seven, eight years, however long it is, she was supposed to be that next star, that transcendent star that takes things up to the next level. Um, it doesn't help the WNBA compete with the NBA, but but keeps progressing, keeps making it bigger and bigger, and and you know you know you don't know that that's going to end up happening. You don't know that this thirteen year old really will pan out to be that great of a basketball player. You know, you, you look at other like young stars, these prodigy types. You know, you, you have Tiger Woods who did exactly that, but you also have Freddie Adu who is supposed to be the the key to American soccer, um, and and he didn't pan out. And so it's no guarantee that that's what would have happened, but she was on that trajectory. That's what the expectation was. And um, to, to, to lose her is an incredible loss for women's sports. Um, to, to lose Kobe in the same way is is also an incredible loss for women's sports. You know, I saw, I saw one, uh, there's like a WNBA podcast that tweeted yesterday that, they only referred to Kobe as future WNBA commissioner Kobe Bryant. That's that's how they saw him. Um, they they were so sure that that was going to be his next step in the way that he is promoting women's sports and the way that he's training Gianna so that he can step in there, take over that part of the league while Gianna takes over the inside and all of a sudden they can just take that league to a whole nother echelon. Um, 
and it, and it wasn't just basketball that that he promoted. There there were other sports as well, and I do think that that's part of his legacy. You know, he was promoting that kind of stuff, but but that's what I think we're we're missing by losing him. We're we're missing that voice, um, somebody so larger than life, trusted, who can who can really convince casual sports fans to tune into that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's too bad. Um, terrible to, to lose both of them for so many reasons. But, but that's one of the storylines here that I, I don't think is getting enough play. Um, and I think is relevant because I do try to talk about women's basketball here and women's soccer, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that means you guys have been following along. <sighs> Let's see. Are there any other thoughts that we need to get out here? Um, maybe not a whole lot of them. Um, more than anything, it's just tough and it's shocking. And to to see... <sighs> how how hard it was for a lot of these buffs basketball players it, it's tough to do um so much respect so much you know you guys have seen it all i don't need to tell you but um yeah it's a bummer um i'm going to i'm going to get into a couple of notes from that Washington game because we haven't talked about it yet. Luckily, we have a full week of podcasts to go. So even though today's is going to be a little bit shorter, um, there will still be there will be plenty of time to dig into the rest of what's going on with Buffs basketball. Um, before we do that, um, I want to tell you. Oh wait, actually no. Ryan's going to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern, which is an awesome spot that you guys need to be hitting up it's owned and operated by buffs which i i think ryan says actually in the read so maybe i need to stop saying that but for real if you can't make it out to stoney's on thursday i, I might end up at blake street tavern anyway i'll let you guys know um that's the spot to be then saturday's game no excuses we're going there uh also february 5th want to plug this again mel tucker and his coaching staff all going to be at the Blake Street Tavern to celebrate signing day. Um, so yeah, uh, here's Ryan. What's up guys, Ryan Konigsberg here and I gotta tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward, anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Okay, uh, back in. A couple notes on basketball. I do want to throw in one thing about 
football before we move along, specifically football recruiting. I reminded, I was reminded of when I tossed it to Ryan back there. Um, Ashad Clayton uh, was posting pictures of himself in a uh, Florida Gators uniform. Not a good sign. Uh, he still hasn't been offered by Florida. I've heard from people that it's likely he will get offered by Florida. He was down there on his official visit. That's what the pictures were, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's kind of the storyline to monitor as we are, what, 10 days away from signing day? So pretty close. Just exciting time. Let's just get a shot and get out. Okay. Um, basketball. <sighs> this deserves a tone shift. Um, it's a little bit happier topic considering what happened uh, against Washington. So I'll do my best to be a little more positive. But uh, they look good. The, the, the Buffs did everything that they are capable of, uh, particularly in that first half. They I think that they make... I think they made their five first threes, their first five threes, um, and then made some more after that, too. They dismantled that Washington zone defense. They made good decisions. They uh, played at the right pace. They weren't too fast. They weren't stagnant um, in the se- in the first half. In the second half, they were. But uh, it, it was just beautiful, the way they were passing the ball. Uh, they found their spots. They uh, moved the ball inside to Evan Batty, let him distribute it back out when the defense collapsed. Just whipping the ball around, finding good shots, knocking him down. Can't ask for much more than that. Uh, the, I, I do think the Washington defense and this this whole Washington team really did live up to its reputation. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is an incredible basketball player. Um, this zone defense is tough to break. Um, the offense, a little bit disappointing, and you see why they aren't winning all that many games. But you got to give Colorado credit for shutting them down. Um makes you wonder if, if Washington had just a dominant point guard, what their ceiling could be. Um, Colorado won, by the way. I guess we haven't said that. Uh, moved up to 20th in the rankings today. Uh, I think it was it was a 76-62. I, th- I believe this final score is 76-62. Um, and, and it put them in pretty good shape. Uh, again... There, there were some results that favored them across the league uh, this weekend. And, wow, this is giving me a terrible time trying to pull up these stats. Okay, or standings, even though I just clicked on stats. Yikes. Um, Oregon, 6-2, and two, top of the conference. Uh, Colorado and USC both sitting at 5-2. and two. Colorado plays USC at USC in L.A. on Saturday. Uh, Stanford, 4th at 4-2. and two. And then you have Arizona, ASU, Cal at three and three, Utah three and four, UCLA also three and four, Washington State three and five, then Washington and Oregon State at two and six. Um, so that's kind of things stack up. Colorado's a half game out. Um, they also already beat Oregon. It, it does look like if they beat Oregon on the road, which is a, a, a challenge for sure, a really tough thing to do. Um, they'd be in great position. You, you look at this upcoming schedule and, you know, conference games are always tough. Road conference games are in particular, in particular, very tough. Thursday, they play UCLA. That's a nine o'clock start here. I did not realize that. Ugh. Um, but then on Saturday, they play USC. That's an 830 start. Wow. These are going to be late nights. Um, both games that they should win. 
Um, sure, that USC game is on the road. Both teams are 16-4. and four. They're tied in the Pac-12. Colorado is the better basketball team. USC has some talent. Colorado is the better basketball team. Then Colorado comes back home next weekend uh, to host California, host Stanford. Again, both games they should win. Cal for sure. Stanford, uh, you know, has been one of the surprise teams of the Pac-12. Um, but, again, Colorado still is better. Um, you're going through all this. If, if, if things go the way they should, they, they win both games this weekend. Don't take it for granted. Don't look that far ahead if you're actually on the team. But uh, ideally, you, you take both those. You jump up from 20th to 16th, 17th in the uh, top 25. Then you come back home, beat Cal and Stanford, move up to 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there, probably in that 13 range, more likely 12, 13. Going into that road game at Oregon Thursday night, so all of a sudden you're you're sitting there looking at a uh, top seven spot if if you can win a game, um, a uh, a likely commanding lead in the Pac-12 at that point if you can win that game. Oregon State's up next, then you are at home against UCLA, USC that weekend again should be wins. Then you're home against. Cal and Stanford or no you're on the road against them so that you know not guarantees you look at the schedule and things are looking really good for Colorado then they close things out on the road at Utah there you go um you gotta go out there you have to do what you're supposed to do in each one of these games but I fully expect Colorado to be the favorite in every game except for that Oregon game uh, if they steal that one then by the end of the year, not many teams are going to want to be playing Colorado. So things are stacking up. Uh, taking care of business at home against Washington, that was huge because I, I do think that that was one of the bigger, one of the most losable games, even if it was at home. Um, things are good. Things are really good. Um, yeah. That's kind of what's going on there. I think that that might be it for today. I didn't check if we have any questions. I'll get to any of those tomorrow. I know I said that we'd do like a fun question pod um, early this week. I think with everything that's going on, um, it's probably best to not rush into that. And we'll do that sometime here coming up. Um, But yeah, Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on this whole Kobe thing, um, even more if you have any Buffs related thoughts on it. I'd be interested to hear all those. Um, what a weird time. Just just sad. Just really sad to lose him and to lose Gigi too. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to head out. Uh, good talking to you guys again. And I will be back tomorrow with more. I think they like my Colorado See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where.
every station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hit ya. Hey, hey. you on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with ya, you can get it anytime. Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, man I swear I think they like my Colorado swag. 